You're listening to the Husker Online Show, your authority on Nebraska athletics. Uh, you know, knock on wood, but we've been, our guys have done a great job as far as staying safe and making the right choices and the right decisions. Uh, we have had one positive case, and that's it. And uh, everybody else has, has stayed away from it. So, uh, you know, we feel good about that for the fact that we have not had to quarantine a large portion of our team. We've been able to stay on task and been able to get in the gym and work. And we're back here on the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Robin Washett. Busy week for Robin as uh, Fred Hoiberg as well addressed the media. Robin, was that his first? true kind of press conference he's done in i mean in several months yeah yeah basically since uh since since everybody thought he was going to die on the sidelines coaching in yeah he the did Big Ten tournament he, he did a follow-up <laughs> after that i can't remember when it was think about that it's time. been it's been a long time yeah i remember when he like people were blaming him for bringing down basketball because or sports because that that was right that day uh, when Nebraska played Indiana in the first round of the Big Ten championship or tournament uh, was when the Rudy Gobert stuff uh, with the Utah Jazz started coming down and the NBA shut down. So, like, the NBA collapsed, and then Fred's on the sideline with uh, what turned out to just be the flu. flu, and he looks terrible. It has to leave the game. It's, like, escorted. The team has to quarantine in the locker room, and they're not allowed to leave for, like, two hours afterwards. Uh, they quarantine the media and the press room. Like, it was a disaster, and – all for not, thankfully, but uh, yeah, that was one of the wildest. The Twitter blue check mob ever. was all over Hoiberg that oh, night too. No doubt, no doubt. Yeah, just like basically trashing him for being how rec- could you reckless and thoughtless and all that stuff. So yeah. <laughs> anyway, it was probably good to see Coach Hoiberg and, and uh, get a chance to to talk to him for the first time uh, in, in several months. Yes, yes, it was lots to catch up on. Um, obviously, brand new team once again outside of. Uh, three players who played last year and three returners who sat out. Uh, so the kind of the overall theme, there seems to be a lot more confidence. And it's because compared to last year, they actually, one, have guys that have played under Fred Hoiberg at Nebraska before. They also have guys that have practiced for a full year under Fred Hoiberg at Nebraska. And they have a roster full of juniors and seniors that uh, those that haven't played here before played at high major schools and played very well and played on NCAA tournament teams. And so that collection, I think, gives you a much more stable feeling about this roster compared to last year. Even though there is so much turnover and new faces, the collection, I think, is uh, has a lot better opportunity to withstand all the rigors that come over the course of a season than last year. Last year had zero leadership and things blew up right out of the gate. Now they got a lot of veterans, some vocal leaders, and we'll, it remains to be seen how they're going to handle all that adversity, but I like their chances significantly more than a year ago. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show, and they started practice already. Is that right, Robin? Yeah, on Wednesday, first practice. They get 42 days uh, starting from, from Wednesday before November 25th, uh, which is the start of the college basketball season. Now, Nebraska still doesn't know when their first game is going to be played or if they'll even be allowed to play non-conference games, but they're operating as if November 25th will be the first. And are we looking at 20 conference games right now? As of now, Big Ten hasn't said. So uh, assuming that they will stick with 20, which I don't know why they wouldn't, uh, I think the question is what's going to happen with a non-conference slate. Uh, With 20 league games, they would be allotted seven uh, non-conference games, up to seven, so 27 games total. 
everyone, you know, Nebraska included, is trying to organize these multi-team events, MTEs. Uh, you know, Nebraska's trying to do one. Illinois is trying to do one. Um, I think Iowa's trying to do one. And so... The, is there a TV partner for Nebraska not out yet, here? Not yet. Well, it hasn't been officially announced Like, yet, can but. beat, since it's in a Big Ten campus, I'm wondering if Big Ten Network... Or would Big Ten Network only get to air games with Big Ten teams? I mean, not sure. I mean, they're not going to air just like some random LSU. Right, yeah, like San Francisco versus LSU <laughs> or something. Like that. Yeah, so no, but uh, anyway, uh, that's going to be three to four games right there. And as of now, the Big Ten ACC Challenge is still uh, on the books, and so there's another game. So we'll see. I, I'm operating on the assumption that they will have a non-conference schedule. It's just a matter of will they allow their teams to play the full allotted 27 games. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show. And, Robin, there's been a lot of recruiting chatter um, about McGowan's and uh, wh- where that's going with Nebraska. His brother now a five-star. Um, I mean, and you think Nebraska's got a little bit legitimate chance here, don't you? Yeah, so Trey McGowan's the transfer from Pittsburgh, uh, obviously committed this past offseason. Uh, he's got a little brother by the name of Bryce McGowans, who is a five-star recruit, rated number 23 overall player in the country, had been a verbal commit to Florida State for a long time, basically since February. Recently, last week, decides to reopen his recruitment just to make sure that, you know, since he did commit so long ago and his profile skyrocketed since then, that he's making the right choice. And, of course, as you would expect, Nebraska was one of the first schools to reach out, and it's goes beyond just the fact that Trey is playing for Nebraska. Uh, the connection between Bryce McGowan's and Matt Abdelmasi goes back since Bryce was in eighth grade. Uh, I mean, they've recruited him for a long time. When Fred and Matt first got here, uh, they offered Bryce McGowan's in April of 2019. He was one of their very first 2021 recruits that they offered. So uh, the connection has been there for a long time, and it's only continued to develop, especially when Trey uh, went on the transfer market and Nebraska was able to get him. There's a trust factor laid down there with the McGowan's family. Then that is such a huge element, especially in an era of recruiting where you can't take visits and everything, all the communication is done virtually. When you have that element to it, suddenly that gives you a weapon that Every other school in the country cannot replicate. And Bryce and Trey are extremely close. And oh, by the way, Elijah Wood, Nebraska's freshman uh, that just joined the 2020 class, grew up playing with Bryce, and they're good friends. Uh, so there's a lot of dots that connect Nebraska and Bryce McGowan's to where, uh, yeah, they're going up against Kentucky, North Carolina, Kansas, Arizona, Oregon. Go down the list. But none of those guys have the connections, the personal connections that Nebraska has. So I, I do think they have a very legitimate chance to get him. Uh, it's just a matter of kind of where things shake out over the next few weeks because he does want to sign in the fall, and the November signing period goes from November 11th to November 18th. So uh, we'll, we'll know a lot more here in the next couple of weeks. What's your read, Robin, on the now the eligibility rule for basketball that everybody will get a free year? What does that do to kind of, I mean, to the Fred Hoiberg, Abdelmasi recruiting formula? Well, it's hard to say because the idea of, you know, a fifth year player. It could be pretty dicey, though. For Yeah. I mean, I would be surprised if there that happens a lot. You know, I think if anything, guys will transfer and spend a year playing somewhere else. Uh, or go pro if they're good enough to yeah, go. Or yeah. overseas pro even. Not, I'm not talking NBA pro. I mean, if you're exactly. good enough to play overseas and make 
Like Six. Thor, I mean, he's going to have his degree. Like I would just think of seniors that would be eligible. He's going to have his degree. Kobe Webster already has his degree. I mean, this is like, they're going to play one more year. Like they're not going to Thor's going to go make a bunch of money, six figures playing professionally in Iceland. He has a contract waiting for him. Kobe Webster is good enough to play somewhere overseas. So I mean, like they're those guys, the idea that they're going to come back, I just don't for Nebraska specifically. I don't know if that's going to be much of an issue. Fred was asked about it on Tuesday. He said, you know, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when uh, it becomes official. So it doesn't seem like they're really going to attack that very much. All right. When we come back, uh, Nate Klaus will join us here in the show and we'll take your questions in the mailbag. That's all next. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show.